what are you thinking about, Tab? What are you working on? What are you processing? What is... The start of this year, <laughs> placing in time, stupidly, <laughs> has seen me return to a sound design position for uh-huh. a few projects. Uh-huh. Um, I still remember meeting your mum with, like, a massive pink harp. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this pedigree. Oh, well, you know, her harp playing has had is kind of the reason why I'm a dancer or was interested in dance to begin with. So she she used to play... I mean, she specialised in Debussy as a classical harp player. And I used to just find myself uh, unable to not respond. So I'd wake up in the morning, like 8 a.m., and she'd be playing, you know, Mm. some beautiful... Debussy on the harp. It was like it was totally like paradise, and I just sort of, you know, dance around the the carpeted lounge room floor and the and 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 move to the music. So, so yeah, that that harp playing and Debussy for me are kind of a, a big reason why um, maybe why I started dancing. Mm. Yeah, um, but I totally just went off uh, <laughs> on a tangent. To answer your prior question, um, recently I've been doing sound design, so um, that's been collaborating um, as someone who's sort of serving a work by a director. Um, I love that position. Yeah. It's so clear. Yeah, it's clear. And prior to that, I've spent a few years trying to establish myself as the the kind of driving force of work and the central voice of Mm -hmm. work and directing pieces, so... It's been, or at least one of, if it's a collaboration or a kind of co-direction or co Is it collaborative thing? when it's with non-human entities? Oh, well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's a really uh, pertinent question um, for me right now because m- one of my current projects, my main project as a director right now is working on on uh a piece that is sort of a collaboration with an AI, with a, with a non-human, or at least, no, it, well, it's a human-made but but humanless entity or system. Is yeah. it L? Is it like A with a small L? No, no, no it's, it's AI. No, specifically, <laughs> it's, a, it's an AI developed by a company that was founded, well, not founded, but m- the m- majority of the funding came from Elon Musk. It's oh, a company wow. called OpenAI, and they've got oh, several yeah. AI services, and I'm working with GPT-3, wow. um, which is their text-based... Um, uh, pre-trained um, g- generative transformer um, which you can kind of prompt it with input and it will complete what it thinks the next thing of that prompt should be T- tell me and everyone else um, what is what is it doing that say predictive text in your gmail isn't doing uh Oh, they're, they're very similar, those oh, two okay. things. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just the the way it's applied is very is different and it's far less constrained. So, oh. so um, but if you are far less constrained and far, far um, uh, more powerful. Yeah, but okay. if you take that predictive text thing and, and get it to continue, have you ever, have you ever just clicked on the selection yeah, and clicked on the next a, selection? It's a form of poetry, right? You just yeah. keep saying yeah. yes to the prediction. So this does that, but... but but the outcome is far less scrambled and and in many cases when you use the kind of most advanced model because there's several models that are available the text can often pass the turing test like it can often be indistinguishable from human writing um yeah wow it's uh 
American-centric in its uh, vernacular and its rhythm and its... It's trained on the stack and then and then a bunch of other um, text, um, like co- compilations of text. Uh-huh. I, I'm not sure if... I'm not sure if it's public exactly what the compilation is, but the, but the stack is a huge compilation of text comprising of websites, chat rooms, books. Oh, wow. Um, okay. uh, I, I think... I think the, well, I know that GPT-3, including the stack, is trained on about 10% of the internet, which would take, <laughs> like, uh, thousands of years to read yeah. as a human. Okay. So, so it's the... the um, the sheer kind of mass of information that it that it's built on yeah. far surpasses a human's ability to review information. So wow. that's it's kind of that's the thing that is kind of amazing about it yeah, is yeah, yeah. is that it it can do something that we ultimately will never be able to do. Yeah, I remember uh, reading about that um, artificial intelligence in a lot of ways is artificial time scaling. Right, yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's another way to think about the intelligence that it has that we can't have. Yeah, is yeah. Is that it can do something that would take us thousands of years to do. Yeah, yeah. And that that's the collaboration that you could be having. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's a really interesting way to put it. It's yeah, it's like it it can process things a lot faster, or at least, um, the way. In, yeah, you can. I mean, it's sort of a hard to make a um, parallel with humans because. You could say that it can process things faster, but then you can also look at, like, for example, human vision, and oh. and it's very hard to describe that technically on a digital. You know, what, what is being processed by by a human seeing, and and mm. how how is it that you know we learn, for example, language and and to identify objects is still kind of inexplicable, and we can't really describe programmatically or or, or mm. as a function in a computer. So so maybe maybe it's maybe it's moving time faster i mean if it, it, it is definitely under very specific circumstances like if it was um calculating pi for instance right yes very specific maths equation yeah um it would any you know very basic computer can absolutely get to it faster than human can <laughs> and and for a lot longer same periods of time without sleep and you know yeah. without the same um life cycle you know um, I think what uh, also it's interesting what you're referencing going back to you just wake up and you would feel compelled to move right in response to the input yeah, of yeah. music yep and then I think about that being a, an autonomic process almost right like the breathing yes. the like, yeah, like yeah the desire yep. to wake up uh, and then I think about uh, when you're talking about how do we learn language how do we acquire relationships with objects with space with time all of these things that um hmm, well yeah yeah, they they happen in the same way right like yeah you don't you don't sort of go today i'm really going to focus on learning what a couch is you know like (laughs) do you know what i mean like that that just sort of happens it's so good though okay i've got to map out that couch because i moved it yeah yeah but do you know what you do do though if you're living with somebody vision impaired and you move the couch you have a remapping right yeah yeah because it's it's like you do a a a a tactile tour yeah yep for people with vision impairment of your show and you show like you get you let them feel the props and the sets and the costumes then they come and see the show and even see 
is now just a, a stand-in for experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think about that in relationship to also what we're sensitive to or what sparks us. And the personal tidbit, I find that I peripherally am much more grabbed by things that happen in my peripheral vision. But my partner, who I obviously spend a lot of time with, is much more eagle. Like, she will see things I can't see. Right. But she will miss everything else. Right. And I wonder about, environmentally, how much you become... You become sensitive to the things that have helped you thrive or survive or whatever. Right. Yes. Oh, yes. For sure. And I wonder what are the incentives of an AI to get good at anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean... I mean, yeah. we don't even have to go there. These are just things that I'm thinking by putting these things together. Yeah, incentive. Together. Oh, incentives are like a very. It's so human. It's right? such a yeah it's desire so capitalist. and things like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know motivation. I don't know motivation's yeah. a big one. Yeah, yeah, they're interesting. I things. remember hearing yeah. about the dopamine is really just the hit that tells you that you should keep going, not right. that you've arrived. Right. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's even just searching out food. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right track, wrong track, warmer. Yeah, colder, yeah, negative and positive. Which is exactly how I choreograph. Right. You make a mess, I make a mess. Yep. And then I have to choose. Yeah, yeah. And then the author is there. I mean, there are similarities in 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 the way AI model, um, algorithms and models are designed in the sense that you, you you have you have training and you kind of yes, give it okay. examples and you go this, you know, this good, this bad, or whatever. Is that capture kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm looking at the moment into building data sets to train GPT-3, and, and you to make the data set, you have a query and a response. and mm. In text. In text form. Mm-mm-mm. And then and you collect a lot of these, and then somehow... Uh, there's an emergent there's, yeah well i mean understanding like way. the couch yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, there's this weird emergent and it's all actually based on um these kind of small groupings of characters uh-huh. yeah yeah characters like roman characters uh like what does it use letters, no, it uses no. universal what is it i can't remember universal character code i can't remember what the, uh what it's called unicode unicode yeah maybe you unicode. know you open a text doc and it fucks yeah. out to unicode yeah yeah which okay. includes a lot more than um ascii for example you know yes. the standard yeah for um character set which is only 255 or 256 characters yes um uni uni whatever it's called i keep on forgetting unicode i think you called it i, I call think it's it got unicode. many like it's got it's got a whole it's got almost every alphabet you know and then ah. a whole bunch of other extra things. Wow. So it includes, you know, I think it includes characters from... Many different alphabets. A whole bunch of different alphabets. Yeah, it's huge. Wow. And it gets bigger and changes all the time. So I think it's... I'm pretty sure GBT3 reads all of those when, okay. it, when it reads data. So, But but having said that, most of the data it's, is either in English or JavaScript, HTML or... Okay. You're fluent you know, in common. all of those? No. Gosh, oh. no. God, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can sort of... I mean, HTML is pretty easy to get a grasp on quickly and then and then there's a whole bunch of um you know uh yeah you can go very deep with it but to understand it's pretty yeah but the tagging system is pretty easy to kind of get i remember going to a node.js workshop with josh moo and oh yeah yeah i'm 
I'm drowning. That's yeah. Node.js is a very. I mean, that's a very niche kind of system. But but when you get your head around Node.js, it is really good for then quickly implementing other people's work in library form into like to kind of yeah. smash together ideas quickly. Never got my head around it. <laughs> but it is yeah. It's like. I think yeah. they, the mathematicians talk about a ceiling of comprehension. Right. Because maths only becomes more abstract the, the deeper you go with it. Yes. And at some an interview I heard, this guy said that his he reached the glass ceiling of abstraction that his brain could had had capacity for. Like yeah, yeah. the wetware <laughs> in his skull. It was like... Ta- like it peaking. maxed out. Yeah, yeah. Threshold was like, um, struck. Yeah, threshold struck. And yeah. I really wonder about that in terms of all, f- all forms of literacy, all forms of comprehension. Yeah. Like, what is, the, what is my capacity? Where is it at? Some well, things it's yeah. really low. Some things it's... Hopefully I can still push. Neuroplasticity. Yeah. It's the... Uh, isn't that, you know, doesn't that show us that uh, there's still hope? That I that, think that, so. that ceiling can change, that that threshold can I think he was move. likening it to, like, there are some, like, for elite basketballing, for example. Yep. We accept that the hardware you have will limit you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think he was saying, yeah, day-to-day you have neuroplasticity, but at, like, university level. Yeah, yeah, that's sometimes you just, like, that's... Your hardware <laughs> My thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about how... You go from, let me back up because this will be more helpful. I work with uh, a Darwin-based musician called Bong who (laughs) grew up in Manila and runs Darwin Community Arts. Yep. And that he he was saying that his day job mostly is just being a musician. And, but his phrasing was like, that's how I buy rice and pay rent. Yeah. I was like, damn. Cool. That's what more do you want? Yeah, that's uh, a, yeah, that's that's a bit of a mic drop of a um, shit job, isn't it? It's like, oh, well, that, that's a shit job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he was saying that when he's either he's composing on guitar or with voice or with collaborators or with code, and he can generate music directly from code. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like when we're generating choreography from code, there's always the intermediary of spoken language or like not non-spoken like text-based language yeah yeah and but because we've digitized music into digital signal pathways right the computer actually can take direct input yes oh yeah musical information yeah yeah in a way that i don't feel like what we're talking about yet that the the computer can that or the ai can take dance in directly or choreography indirectly yeah it yeah, can yeah. Take co- it can take language in yeah and then it can offer back language and i wonder about how you position those multi-step yeah 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 no that's a really okay i've got lots of answers for yes! the question the first answer is that actually this whole thing that i'm working on now which is which has actually integrated itself into several outcomes over the last several years and and projected to be a part of work in the like future. Sounds like a body of work. Yeah, it's sort of this. It's sort of like a strategy or a methodology Ooh. that's becoming a part of my interest. Through you know, like works are kind of like these markers in time as you just continue to, you know, delve into what you, you're doing, yes. right? Yes. And that that delving at the moment is around. And, and so what I'm getting at is that delving started with an interest be- of, of the relationship between text and 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 dance and describing dance in text form and then okay. dancing that description and vice versa. Oh. So it didn't start with an with the an interest in 
uh, AI or programmatic choreography. Actually, um, but it was it was a total chance occurrence. I had two weeks booked with a studio and three professional dancers hired. Um, with the proviso that the project would only go ahead if this funding happened, okay. um, as you do, like they'd written their support letters and blah blah blah, and then yeah. the and then the funding didn't happen. Mm. So I so I but I still had the studio because that was that was um, a kind of a part of a another deal. It was yeah. it was through the Lucy Guerin Resident Directorship Program. So what I did have was at that point. I no longer had professional dancers because I couldn't pay them, but I had a list of succumbents who were still interested in doing it. So okay. I contacted them and said, look, you know, Project A won't be happening. Um, I'll still be in the studio. I can't dance. I've got a, I've got a, I, had, I was waiting on a knee operation at the time. Ah. And would you be interested in exploring this this other thing? And and I and I kind of just quickly made it up okay. in the time between not getting the grant and hitting the studio. Wow. Uh, and I was like, oh, it's sort of going to be about, yeah, text and dance and, and instructions. Okay. And then, and then kind of went, okay, what are my skills around that? I was like, oh, well I do, I've done programmatic composition before. I've done algorithmic composition. I'll start doing the same, but to build, like I'll learn how to build, you know, sentence generators like and text generators. Text generators. Okay. Um, and then that kind of was like this, this, that opened this floodgate into this whole area of work. So, but my point is that, 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 the, that the work I'm doing with AI is interested in this um, relationship and translation and, 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 and point where you, you anoint a performer agency to interpret an idea. Yes. But there are other ways to generate dance that, that have existed and have been done that don't do that so much, but they do use computers to choreograph. Um, there was a project uh, uh, more recently, and I, I'm embarrassed that I forget. Where, where was it? Where, uh, I believe it was in Hong Kong. I think it was like called Black Company or the Black Dance or Black Something. Okay. Uh, where the artists had filmed themselves dancing using skeletal tracking. I don't know if it was genuinely three-dimensional skeletal tracking or the more um, sort of advanced... Uh, programmatically but technically simple 2D skeletal tracking but mm. basically what they've done is they've got dancers to do a whole bunch of dancing in front of a camera track the skeleton and then use that as the data set to train a model then okay. the model had then danced back to the dancers and they'd learned that choreography what so they, the they weren't interpreting the choreography they were just they were just learning what the model danced back as a as a in an avatar on a screen like learning choreography from any other recorded dance but the model didn't learn the dance from the dancers yes no, no well no the model the model was trained to be a dancer based on their dance i see so, so it danced so, the so way they, they put danced. hundreds and hundreds of hours into dance yeah as of dance yeah into as a vocabulary. So instead of like with gbt3 where it's read the internet yes it read this group of dancers and, yeah, and which hundreds is, of hours and and you know, billions of data points. Skeletal tracking as points, like joints in space. That's right. So, yes. yeah. So then, and so it then, um, in the same way that text prediction occurs in GPT-3, it then yeah. did movement prediction, where it's like from yes. stillness, the next thing would happen would be this move, and then, you know, okay. so on and so forth. It would create wow. phrase work, and then they learn the phrases. Okay. So, so that's a way to use AI that's, that's, that, that's where the kind of choreographic expression it's far less collaborative um, as far as the AI, the AI's choreography is is completely um, kind of set in the same way that maybe MIDI or or, or audio might be set in a, in a musical realm where yes. 
where you can literally say you can, you can go back and look at the choreography and it's and it's points in space charted by numbers in a three-dimensional xy grid you know where the yeah. elbow at this point should be at you know yeah it's close to the knee three, it's not exactly close to the knee. So, yeah, yeah two meters off the ground or whatever it is yeah but if someone so, blinked that's not picked up because that's not a joint right yeah yeah so there's yeah. definitely limitations to how complex oh, it is and, and all of that yeah. priorities of focus in the same way that choreography that um that i choreography that say maps really well into uh, being notated yes yeah yeah similarly yep. has an aesthetic that works through notation and some aesthetics do not work to be notated yeah in yeah that way they need a di- whole different notation yeah, yeah 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 and and you know the parallel that we're drawing about music completely applies here as well this is you what know? i'm thinking like, yeah notated music <laughs> and, non-notated, non-notated, and then exp- and experiments in what notation is and yeah and then what music is it can be okay. visual it can what be dancing? audible it can be you know you can have smell based notation or whatever in music or or, or dance um, yeah, you can use almost any sensor or any sense of memory or any as as a as a way. But uh, I, the other thing I wanted to mention was was lifeforms, which is Merce Cunningham's program, which went through several stages of development, which can also um, present avatars um, as the auteurs of choreography or the the representations of choreographic ideas, where yes, okay. the interpretation is of that choreography is pretty. Um, uh, unmistakable like it's not it, it's not really that interpreted as well it's the same thing we've got these yeah. vectors in space that are depicting an action and yeah. if you would stay true to the computer generated choreography you'd um, you'd do those actions accordingly um, so yeah so it's definitely is somewhat possible to generate dance with computers in a similar way to music to MIDI, yeah, yeah. But you're you're generating dance with text yeah, and the computer is yeah, yeah. helping you with the text. Yeah, and I and I find that I find the relationship of text and dance interesting because of because it's uh, because it's imperfect and because it it is it it um, insists on um, a human human uh, the human aspect of mm. um, of communication it, it you when when transcribing dance to text you will always fail uh and by doing that you'll always reveal something about who you are mm. um and vice versa as a mm. dancer interpreting text to, to mm. then move you'll always fail except you'll be you perfectly you know um <laughs> which i love you know wow. yeah and also like i think that um, computers manage data really well. We talked about this earlier, like they can yeah. do equations quickly, much quicker than we can. And for me, with with dance improvisation, that's one of the biggest problems I find with it is that, like, I love watching dance improvise, but the, but the kind of chaos that ensues can be really kind of boring or kind of it becomes very grey. So, mm. in, in in using computers to organise dances, we can't, I, I find it really nice that the computer kind of deals with the things that we're really not able to do when we're in the moment as a group of people, but it only deals with that. And then we can still be in the moment as a group. We can still be genuinely, um, yeah, invested in a moment in time and investigating what that moment Mm. is. And there's this, but there's this meta structure in that it's, that's being kind of gently delivered to us. Yeah. Where, is your authorship as the choreographer 
is it in the text or is it in the code or is it in the dance form? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, and it doesn't have as to be I move, anywhere. Yeah, no. And as I move, like, so the f when I first started this idea, I was working with text and the text generators I was creating were handwritten by me where every single word um, that could happen was actually typed in by me. So in that case, it's a very clear uh, way to account for who authored the outcome, even if the even if the system is using you know random selection and yes, prob yes, probabilistic yeah. random and things like that. Having said that, a lot of the a lot of what I typed in mm. was um, contributions from dancers in the room who were experiencing it, and then feeding back to me mm. like either tasks or even literally code. I teach da dancers how to speak in. Ah, um, in, in context-free grammar, which is a very, very fundamental coding okay. language, very, very, it's one of the easiest to understand. There's only sort of three symbols or three kind of logic rules that you need to wrap what, your head around. What are they? Oh, right. Okay. So you have terminals, non-terminals, um, equals, and and or. Right. So that's five, that's four things. So so equals is self-explanatory, right? I yes. think, I think most people would understand. Something. Yeah. So, yeah. so one and one plus one equals two. Yeah. Or right. input equals output. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the operators. The other one is or. Um, um, that's my favorite one. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> Which sometimes is else. No, or it's always or, or. And then else. Well, as soon as you start using else, you're, you're no longer working in context for grammar. You're working in, ex you're extending context for grammar. context. Yeah, yeah, you're adding context. Yeah. I just love Which the you idea can do, of context you can totally, freedom. <laughs> yeah. So, con so any, so context free grammars are uh, restricted to those um, elements. And, and what they can do is they can describe finite language, any Ooh. finite language. So, so using context-free grammar, you can describe any um, computer language. You can describe any code. You can describe C++. You can also describe JavaScript or HTML okay. because, because there's no um, uh, a, a variation on, on the meaning of things. Everything is set, um, if that makes sense. It does because context freedom requires things to be set and not changeable by the context. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I was using context-free grammar, so I'd have to design the context for each thing if, if it was to be more than... Yes. Um, so it was very kind of convoluted and, and, and extremely uh, like a lot of writing. Uh, but because of that, it's like the, the, the authorship's kind of a simpler thing to trace. But moving into working with big data sets and, and, yes. and, and programs that cost like tens of millions of dollars to, to develop, you know, because the mm. training time is like, um, if you were to run it on like a, uh, on a, on your own PC yes. or your MacBook Pro it would yeah. take, you know, however many hundreds of years. Yeah, lifetimes. Yeah, whatever. But you can upscale it so you So they run it on a supercomputer to train it, you know, so, so it's nothing, it's, a, it's an amount of data and amount of work that could never be attributed to me. Like Or one person. One person, yeah. Yeah. So it is tricky to talk about authorship, and I that excites me. Like <laughs> that, the idea that the idea that um, well, there's this there's this great theory that I sort of have a very uh, loose understanding of um, that's referred to as death of the author, which is this mm. um, but that that kind of phrase is an encapsulation of a, of an essay written by a philosopher who was talking about how um, sort of imparting information, particularly words in this case, 
um, to a medium is the end of the author's um, authority and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and kind of relationship with that yeah, with proprietary that information agency, ownership and from that point onwards the, yeah. the, that that anything any interaction with that text is actually oh, written by the reader or it's like beautiful. created by the person who's reading it yeah. um, and and the context area and the culture they come from and everything else and it's a really nice. It's a really nice thought. It's a really nice philosophy, and that, yeah. So does that happen when it goes into the computer or onto the dancers' bodies or into the viewers' eyes? Yeah, yeah. So, so, or so every- my role as author maybe is like only really everything that happens before then. Maybe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe it's this kind of like uh, it's all the work that I do. Um. Before, before the moment of yeah. transaction, and then so before performance, maybe. I sometimes wonder if the only agency I have is to curate my inputs. Yeah, Be- sure. Because then it's already happened, and what comes out it will be the result of the inputs. Right, like like um, like you're almost this like predictable <laughs> um, sort of printout of of the things that you. Subject yeah. yourself to, yeah, and it's just your very um, specific um, route that you've made, or that's happened through the world that makes you. Yeah, the own, it's like there's, there's got to be a bit of nature in there as well. Surely, it's, it's like a, it's like uh, choosing a diet, like yeah. following a diet, like an Im- input diet of like what am I, what am I intaking? Who am I listening to? Right, like what am I eating? Because what comes out is perhaps just as autonomic as how many calories I hold on to. Right. Like maybe the choice of the author goes all the way back to who do you keep in your life? Do you reckon? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. That's what I sometimes worry about. I mean, I know, for example, personally, that in my personal life, I don't watch jump scare movies because then when I go to say close the gate in the dark in the middle of the night i'll reimagine you can't it. i'll bring it back with that feeling you're I like <laughs> i want that in my <laughs> gate closing life exactly because the images are so good yeah yeah like yeah. the film yeah, they yeah. know how to make you feel a oh, thing oh totally i know you well described so i absolutely can imagine that moment and i've had it like i've totally <laughs> had the the overinflated sense of scare film of dread while or doing the bins. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, totally. you do all yeah, you yeah. like you just brush your teeth, you spit it out, you look back up into the mirror, right, you're waiting right, for right. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm like, I never would have thought that if I hadn't seen it. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you see what you know. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Just what? echoing forever in your psyche. Yeah. 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 And so what is echoing in my psyche? That's yeah. a big question. That's maybe that's how far back authorship goes. Right, yeah. Like, am I watching... That reminds me of this philosophy that I quite like about death, the afterlife, where where it's simple... The simple idea is that the afterlife is just reliving your life infinitely again and again and again. Oh. It's like, and, you know, so that's just like... If you just apply... If you just sort of play that thought out as a thought experiment... um, Would it change your... um, It up the stakes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, that's that's kind of a, a cool... Um, uh, sort of non-specific uh, mm. spiritual philosophy. You know, like it doesn't. You could be atheist or or, yeah. or religious and and sort of apply that th- that thought experiment wow. to to um, increase the uh, sort of depth at which you apply yourself to 
choices so you make or whatever. This then is the moral quandary with um, sentient artificial intelligence is that they could experience things forever. Like oh, they could be locked yeah. into I mean, forever experience. Sentient? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely no, there's no um, work being done to create sentient AI. That's no, not. But maybe there was no work being done to create sentient human. Sent, sentient no, well, no, that's, I mean, it's not, like, not, not by humans anyway. Because no, <laughs> we weren't in existence. So. Perhaps it's like an emergent property of surviving or creating or. My, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess there's a lot of predictions in, in sci-fi that sentient AI will occur. And sci-fi is a pretty good measure of like, you mm. know, um, predictions of the future. Um, yeah, but, but yeah. And, and until it happens, it's impossible to predict what that means and what it is. I think um, whether it's, you know, yes, exactly. Yeah, anything about it. Look, exactly. Yeah. So let's, let's wait till we get there. But so what I know of your work is that you know what you want. Oh, and yeah, then you make I? it happen and then oh, you really? craft it and then you oh, code really? it and then you choreograph it and then you rehearse it. <laughs> no, that's just that's just a front that I feel like I need to have okay. to succeed. That's not a- at all true. And uh, I thought maybe it had changed on the way into this project. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And that perhaps with with other works that were move for move to beat to beat. Yeah, yeah. You were like, it's this, it's not this. And now this is a different avenue of investigation. That, I mean, yeah, with may, I would agree with you if the terms were less certain. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of good for you to, to, to lay it out as very certain kind of um, extremes. But, but I, I kind of, in a, in, a, in a more vague way, I see what you're saying. And I agree, it's true that in the past works I've made that have, have set, more set choreography and more content that's, that's, um, that's set... I guess you know when it's wrong. Uh, and I wonder yeah. when you're dealing with these generative elements, when do you know when it's not it? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... Uh, I think I think one of the things that attracted me to this way of working is uh, the desire to... Um, to continue to, to, to not stop asking questions like that to, yeah, at any nice. point, you know, to get yeah, all the way nice. through the presentation without kind of relinquishing that part of the, mm-hmm. of the process. Um, yeah. Questions about what, what is, what is, yeah. A lot of questions, you know, <laughs> what constitutes interesting I, artworks? What, yeah. uh, why is this more interesting than that? You know, um, just to make yeah. a, an extreme binary for a second that we can yeah. marshmallow again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember running a workshop called Something or Nothing, and it right. was particularly designed to train the feeling that you have about nothing's there, nothing's happening. Oh, that's something. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like that's a that's a sensitivity. Yep. That we are listening out for when we're viewing something or, or crafting something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. This is not it. Yeah. So that's something that's nothing. And and when does some, when does nothing become something? Yeah. Uh, is a question that I have. Yeah, yeah. When... Yeah, I, I feel like... Um, like I get in trouble sometimes for making meals that are not meals. They're just an assemblage of food. 
It's not a meal. Right, okay. It's not a dish. Right. I mean, in trouble is the wrong word. Actually, I just get requested. I'm like, yeah, I'm happy to just have food tonight or I would like it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. A meal, like a curry. Yeah, yeah. It becomes a meal as you eat it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Death of the Rider. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just present. It's like, it's it's like maybe, if you garnish yeah. it well, yeah. it ties it all in. Yeah, maybe Death of the Rider was actually just like this dude, this this Western dude who took a trip to Japan, had some sushi, and went, ah, oh, if I apply this cooking mm. methodology to mm. to the creative writing process, where, where do I land? Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I, I have an interest. I have a similar interest, but um, with, with the absolute desire to never answer that question right. finitely you know what i mean like like yeah. um in, yeah and, I and mean, why and, work yeah. in dance if we wanted to lock something down finitely answers, yeah you, yeah there's there's other there's other realms and worlds to explore which have mm. a lot of finite answers dance is definitely well not definitely i'm about to give a finite <laughs> statement here but dance tends not to have as many finite answers i do for enjoy you. how generative yeah. this is as a form and as a community and as a discourse yeah yeah another thing that's happening to me i think as um, my creative likes and dislikes becoming broader actually and that's a good thing Mm, i think you know like exciting so as opposed to trying to really find this like specific thing and sort of you know reject everything else and go this is what Mm. i think is good Mm -hmm. for me um it's kind of the opposite things happening uh, wow. as I, as yeah. what, you know, as I develop or progress at the moment, I feel like I'm finding more ways to, to, to shift my perspective um, uh, as a way of adding value to an idea as opposed to shifting the idea or the thing that's happening. Yeah. And that's been, a, yeah. that's been an interesting process. And, and that, that, that's sort of inbuilt in 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 what I'm doing because I because I am relinquishing a certain degree of control um, in automating choreographic work. You know. Yes. Yeah. So I I have to accept uh, much broader um, ideas of what dance is than, than yes. my puny little brain can. Um, Are you catching up to your yeah, own work? I have to like yeah. Wow. But but that's, you know, computers as a, as a kind of tool for mental expansion are great in that way, in so many ways. Like, you know. <laughs> no, um, it's just so good because I'm running this this um, artist exchange with Ta- between Taiwan and Sydney, which is called the Choreographic Expansion Lab. Oh, yeah, cool. And it's how you re-enchant digital tools. Yeah, cool. So that they can expand choreography. Yeah, great. Yeah. Not so that one is an input for the other or whatever. We have so much in common right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. Training together, not knowing. Yeah. Come back decade later. I remember that. You we, you were doing... I remember in um, music class, oh. for those of you listening... <laughs> You're listening to Alistair McIndoe and Matt Cornell talk on Wombat Radio. Yeah, we didn't even do an big intro, out, sorry. Big out to you, Matt. Smashing it out. And you made this uh, awesome project where the teacher was like, I want you to make a piece of music. And you were like, what I've done for my piece of music is I've turned my the keyboard on my laptop into a MIDI controller and I'm playing music by typing out words. So, and then your musical work was actually a series of texts. I can't remember what it was, whether it was sentences or people's names or something. Yeah. And you just typed this thing and it made this music. And I was like, 
That's fucking genius. <laughs> this guy's a legend. Like, this guy's so smart. Wow. <coughs> Thanks for remembering a yeah, time remember that, that I did. I forgot. Yeah, I told, like, that was, yeah, that had a, that had, obviously had an impact on me. It's been like, you know, how long has it been? Like, almost 20 years? Yeah, 2005 to 22. Okay, yeah, 18. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to 20. Yeah, right? oh, it's, it's happening. <laughs> it's going to happen. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Wow. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy the not one-for-one input-output where um, all notation is arbitrary. Right. And um, But at some level, there are physics that happen, like vibrating air, and there are beings that are s- sensing those physics, which yeah. is either light or air or proprioception or whatever, yeah. or balance, and that all the other things are cultural and arbitrary and if they don't serve you, you are, this is what I think about, uh, just like controllerism, MIDI interfaces or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, don't, if you don't need to understand the keyboard, then yeah. you don't need a controller that's a keyboard. Because what the keyboard does is lay out the Western note, like the Western oh, notes okay. yeah, in, yep. their, in their yep. split, in their separation. Yeah, yep. yep. So it comes kind of with all this, baggage this kind of it, it's a cu- framework this cultural of framework and, and all this all this information ships with this yeah with the kind of with the physical the interface format, the physical i mean how you're go, like going to what what is the interaction with text and dance I'm, and computers are generating that for you and being part of that discussion for me i'm going what is the what is the how are interfaces which we must use to I engage see, them. I see. How interfaces writing themselves that into our bodies. In my brain. I get it. Yeah, that's a really interesting question. Yeah, that's that's huge. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's sort of like reminds me of um, discussions about the effect of um, architecture on behaviour. But then, but then that architecture being other other mm. forms of in- interface, other yeah. forms of. Or yeah. even just like that, that architecture is human scaled because and, and single user scaled or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. I've been is, that, in- is that what the Gruen effect is? Has oh. that got to do with architecture? I thought the Gruen effect was a bit more about advertising. Oh, okay. Because the ABC had that show called the Gruen, the Gruen yeah. Transfer. Transfer. Not effect, transfer. <laughs> <laughs> right. What I, my favorite thing about words is how. If uh, economically they can um, firework a concept in the listener, but if you have never heard the word before, it's nothing to you. Or if you don't have a connotation or a relationship, it's nothing to you. And so that's and I usually work on these things when I'm teaching dance technique. On like semantics. On semantics yeah. that become pragmatics. Right. Because semantics can become, if you're trying to use them pragmatically, like I have to remind, there was a thing a couple of weeks ago where I stopped and I reminded people that I'm using the word poor, not put, when I'm talking about weight. Ah, Okay. And that sounds semantic until you realize that it has extra information. Yeah, in it. that's, that's, that's functional. Yeah, for sure. And the function yeah. achieves the form. Yeah, And yeah. the form achieves the function. Yeah, so totally. semantics achieves pragmatics. Yep. If you are literate, if yeah. you can listen, 
Yeah, yeah. And then if you have relationship to it. And I think that they're all things, like we, as an aside, we are sensitive to different things and we, there's some things come so easily to different people. Like, yeah. I feel like biomechanics makes sense to me. I can see where weight is going through multiple bodies dancing together or whatever. Yeah. So duetting. I never have to think about it. I'm like, how covered. can people not understand? Right. Yeah, right. You know, the thing where you're like, it's so obvious. You've yeah, got to remember yeah. that it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the excitement at not knowing how your dance piece is going to look. Yep. It's so obvious, but I guess for some, it's not for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You kind of take for granted what you might um, naturally have or something or... Yeah. The thing I also am thinking about is that um, when I watch, when I watch media in other languages, I subtitle them rather than dub, watch the dub. Okay. Um, because I don't know why, I don't know why that's my preference. Yeah. And I, I think because at least for like Studio Ghibli, when something is dubbed into American English, they also really dumb down the language. Yeah, okay. And they use yeah. vernacular that the Japanese wouldn't have Right, used. so it's actually different. It's actually a different... They're two different... The text uh, is different. Texts. The script is different. Yeah, well then... And so yeah. I get closer to the original script, but I can't understand it as words. So that's also fascinating to me that if your dance... If your dancers were not literate in the language that's being spoken out oh, okay yeah it wouldn't do anything to their brains and therefore nothing to their bodies it would just purely yeah. be sonic yeah yeah it would be a very different process <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah and then where are the poetics where are the connotations where yeah 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 i think about this as well yeah which is yeah i also because i recently learned how the how you learn to use a QWERTY keyboard if you're and I could be wrong as I learn more I'm still just learning but if your native language is Mandarin Chinese you yeah. still write it through a QWERTY keyboard through pinyin and then the computer auto corrects to the Chinese character right because you can't have the character like the the Mandarin the character characters. set's too big yeah if the character set's you need too to be big, massive keyboard yeah. like, you need to have like layered keys that you, have like many many roll them meanings like, yeah exactly have and so finger combinations you but one actually that'd be a really interesting um uh project would be with how many digits one has and how many keys exist on a standard query keyboard what's the maximum amount amount of unique uh, combinations of keys and fingers that you could achieve. Like, I, w I wonder how many characters you could actually get to with oh. different hand positions with, based on those two numbers. There, 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 there would be a finite yes. answer to it, and, and you'd be able to, you'd have to um, make some decisions about maximum n number of fingers and, and, and one, like, fing finger shapes that are, like, yeah. acceptable as, as possible by most people and stuff. This is what... This is why this, this recording device or that recording device is the perfect size because the thumb reach is, we are probably average sized men in the Western world and like America is designing these things. Yeah. Okay. And so it's designed for our sized hand and our thumb reach. 
Right. And so you oh, pick so, it up. So it'd be like a really bad device for um, like a, a Vietnamese woman. Quite possibly. <laughs> or, in, in, or, in the majority of cases, but really good for for a white male in the majority of cases. Well, when, when your computer says designed in California, built in China or whatever, yeah, right. the, the designer centers themselves. Right. As... I do in my own life. How yeah, to not yeah. be the protagonist of your own sure. life, I don't know. But I just pick this up and I look that my thumb rests on the jog dial that's just for the volume. To, ready to operate. I'm like, that's not accidental. Careful, and, though, because you might, you might um, do something to this recording <laughs> right now as you demonstrate <laughs> it. I fuck it up. Um, but, of course, phone screens get bigger because they're for our eyes now, not for our hands. Yes. And now thumb reach is not there anymore yeah you have to double hand it i have the smaller sized phone for that reason yeah so you know the interface and your hand and so i think about when you're talking about the keyboard and hands and what are the shapes and what is the reach yeah yeah um that's gone as that's gone back to all sorts of musicianship right yeah totally Harp reach, yeah, keyboard instrument, reach, design, instrument design yeah, yeah yeah totally yeah yeah, I, I find I find the keyboard fascinating as a as a yeah because you talk you were talking earlier about interfaces and and how there's this like embedded cultural information in in the design of like you know the there's a spatiality of words in my brain because of how the keyboard's laid out yeah when you get to touch typing or whatever not even train touch typing but I know that your like your name in my brain now has a qwerty layout yeah okay yeah crazy that's crazy because it's arbitrary yeah well or yeah, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know i don't know my understanding is that know. it was differently laid out and then the touch typists on um what are you typewriters were getting so fast that the arms that had to travel up to hit the thing oh okay were yeah. hitting each other. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so they relayed it out so it slowed down the touch typers and was better for arm travel because oh. it was mechanical. And that's why intense typists changed to Dvorak rather than QWERTY. Oh, okay. Because it's faster for, like, all of your things are in the same. Yeah, yeah. I was reading somewhere recently that, that there's, like, a really weird, a really uneven distribution but of, of English words from one hand to the other, like oh. on the on the QWERTY keyboard that I can't remember which hand is, but one hand can do several thousand words on its own and the other one can only do several hundred. But oh. I can't remember which one it is. The E and the A are on the left. Yeah, so maybe it's the left that's got a heap load of words and guess. right has got very few, I think. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. But it's very specific because now we're just geeking out about keyboards. <laughs> it's very specific because you, you rock a, like a UK keyboard and the plus button is a little bit bigger, the return uh, key. Yeah, yeah. And it's, my, it's like half a you centimeter, but it fucks you. Yeah. yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. I had to relearn this current keyboard I have. Because this one it, also yeah, the, screws the, um, me. The arrows, are, yeah, the arrows change have the, been justified for your arrows. eyes, but not for your yeah, yeah. tactile. So tactility is sacrificed. Maybe. I mean, yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm never sure. And it, as I get older, I get less comfortable with change. Like it happens. It ha it, that's what happens to humans in general, I think. I think yeah, there's some Douglas study. There's some, someone that, made a study that, on that. The age is 35. Right. Okay, when the I'm thing's past being that designed age. are no yeah. longer for you. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, there's an increasing um, knee-jerk reaction to reject change 
in my psyche. And mm. I have, so I have to continually question, ah. is that just me getting old or is this okay. a bad keyboard design? You know, like, and, and in the case of this, this specific keyboard, I had to go, I had to, I had to suspend that judgment for a while. Okay. And now I'm like, this keyboard's great. So, okay. I don't right. know. Okay, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I had that with um with like uh, cardless payment recently. Like I was a very late adopter on that. Okay, I only just joined that bandwagon this I have year. A ring. Wow, you're super advanced on that. But, but do you know why? Because it has no battery. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't have to have anything in my pocket. Like you can go to the beach and not take a single device that the world can get you. Yeah, on. and you got your RFID or your NFC going. Whatever on. it is, and you yeah. get and you get it's the watermelon. Amazing technology, isn't it? So you've got payment on the ring. Yeah, it's issued by a bank. Who let you do that? Bankwest. Wow, good on them. Issued. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, the first person I <laughs> who mentioned that. I mean, I'm sure I've. You've probably passed people. You passed, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's the first one I've seen. That's great. Yeah. Some cities let you pay their public transport with your card, so... So you can effectively use the ring I, if you wanted I to. Yeah, I think now. Sydney's on that. Yes. Yeah, 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 that. yeah, yeah. That's very cool. Tell me about the the words, though. Why does it have to go all the way to dance? Why not just have a word practice? Oh, sure. Uh if because it's the career, the writing is also a super in interest an interest of yours um, in writing itself no, uh, no 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 so the interest is in is in specifically the 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 relationship of words and dance words on okay. their own have never been an interest of mine okay. solely on their own um, I've used them a lot in works that I've made like the, I've done a lot of as a performer, I've done a lot of talking on stage, and mm. as a maker, I've, I haven't made a lot. But of the things I've made, mm. you know, there's a there's a fair portion of those things have had had text in them, um, both spoken and and, and visual text. Uh, uh, but yeah, but 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 uh, yeah, for me, the the, the, the central driving for, force to Every work I've made, bar one, has been dance. So, mm. um, I feel you. Yeah, and yeah. and when I kind of deviated from that and made a work that wasn't dance, I sort of that only solidified that uh, I want to now return to dance. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I feel the same way. Is. I don't know why that is, but but yeah. So 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 the the text only exists because of the interesting dance. Having said that, like people have mentioned, sort of using the system in other performance scenarios, like for example, writing, writing a, uh, a musical, rewriting the system to do musical works, like live musical works where instrumentalists are instructed ah. on how to play and how to behave and what to do and where to be and wow, whatever okay. else. Yeah, and that kind of excited me. I was like, oh, that's a cool thing. And, yeah. and but then but then that person who proposed that idea you know, did never never reached out to actually consolidate okay. it and make it happen. Okay. And I wasn't I'm not I, I don't feel no one yeah. way or the other about that. I understand. I like that I like that there's a there's a central anchor of the the body is the humanizing aspect. Yeah. And I wonder if you have thought about the if you have separated in your process 
we're doing some dancing at the moment, but I want to choreograph this into some form. If you separate dance and choreography in that manner. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Set, you mean set material? I kind like of mean... Like memorized sort of chore- like movements? Yeah, yeah, or at least aesthetic limitation. Right. Like, yes, respond to the words, but never lift your leg above 90, whatever. Oh, yeah, like, look, I definitely have... I definitely... Um, Making aesthetic decisions is an unavoidable truth about making artwork, and, and if you try and yeah. if you try and sort of <laughs> operate under any other guise, you're, you're I don't know, you're kind of either hoping for an impossible thing to happen, or or yeah. you're fooling yourself. So, <laughs> and that's fine. That's yeah, totally exactly. Fine. That, that's that's the, cool. The starting. That's fine. So th- there's no. I absolutely have likes and dislikes, and yeah. they absolutely are a part of my artistic voice yeah yeah but um but those likes and dislikes aren't the thing that drive or interest me they just are there and i have to be aware of them and i have to i have to choose to operate um yeah i have to be i have to be sure to make it make a choice as to whether those things are going to be a part of a work or not mm-hmm. and why and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i think that's a that's a that's just a part of my job or role or yes you know yeah. that's a part of what, what responsibility one, one, one might um find themselves needing to do to feel that they've um considered their work fully you know considered everything mm. they're doing and they create something so um and yeah and I, I can't think of a I can't think of a piece where that hasn't that hasn't been a part of the piece in some way. How uh, far does it how far does it reach like the words are just about the dancing that happens but don't influence the costume, the lighting, the the music, or the words are all the way into like, oh that I had an idea from the words that came up the other day from the algorithm, so you should actually wear this costume. Yeah, yeah. So 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 I mean kind of to answer the question very kind of uh pragmatically i've already presented works that do um that slide all the way along that scale yes um most recently i presented something that was this sort of um uh public exploration of um the text-based generative dance system where the dancers were in public wearing their own clothes. Mm, yeah. um, they rocked up to site without any rehearsal, without any Skype meeting or anything. There was a couple of emails and a contract signed. They put <laughs> on some um, discreet headphones that mm. you couldn't really see from a, unless you're about within a metre or so. Mm. And then in this public space that also included a sort of amphitheatre, so the Red Stair Amphitheatre in... Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Queen's Square, I think it's yeah. called. It, like, kind of between Southgate and at the edge of Southgate where it meets kind of Crown Casino precinct. Uh, for an hour and a half, they just sort of um, uh, performed the activities or yeah. just did the activities, I guess you could even say. Yeah, yeah, did the um, task. Yeah, did the things. And so, uh, and I sort of play this role where over that course, I maybe said about five or six things to them as well, mm-hmm. um, which was just making sure that things were operating well and making some very simple um, decisions about um, how things would flow. Like, for example, I remember towards the end of the performance, 
I thought, oh, here's a cool way to end the show. And then I just said to everyone, so over the next 10 minutes, we're just going to slowly take what we're doing um, and travel it away from where you've been mm. in sort of one direction and just keep on doing the dance. And, and so the dance sort of dispersed from this sort of 20 meter square area where they'd mostly been operating to like this huge hundred meter. And so they sort of become very hard to distinguish who yes. was dancing and who yeah. wasn't dancing and mm. becomes really, um, yeah. And then, but then I've also presented works using, um, this sort of text generation where we, yeah, where the computer decides, um, the music, the lighting state, Mm. The costume the dancers are wearing, um, you know the whole the whole gambit really, like the, the entire thing. Wow. Um, but having said that, it, 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 you know that that that's an extremely curated and sort of um, restricted uh, amount of things that can happen in that situation because it's impossible to account for everything. Um, in fact, it's quite hard to account just for one, one show. Thing, yes. Yeah, like to make one show is quite hard. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I've made things that make you know a potential of several thousand or bill or hundred thousand or you know millions of shows. But but the, the the outcomes of those shows are going to be within a very particular kind of bandwidth of ideas. You know, so um, yeah. I guess yeah. you know when you when you kind of hear the mathematical expression of um, like the amount of outcomes of a generator, you might go, oh, wow, that sounds like a lot of things. But then when you hear the actual outcome of the generator, you'll you go, oh, okay, but it's actually quite limited. You know, like, for example, you could have the words, the dog, couch, you know, oh, my gosh, um, what is it? Um, <laughs> sound like Trump? Like, what is it? Man, man, <laughs> yes. Woman, man, camera. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, one of that, that classic five words that, that Trump said or whatever. Okay, okay. Probably, um, you, without knowing what those words are, you might hear, oh, there's an algorithm we can write that can create a thousand sentences. You think, oh, wow, that's really complicated. And then it's actually just, what is it, man, woman, yeah, camera, yeah, TV, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, <laughs> so, so, you know, you might create a system that can make a billion shows, but but um, if you'd seen maybe 30 of them, you'd kind of get it. You know, you're like, okay. Yeah this is what this kind of system is, you know, you, I'll start to understand the system, or understand, you know, what it might be exploring. This is what's super interesting to me is when the thing is, like you said, it, there's, there's multiple different versions of the thing, but there's an emergent cohesion of even if this is done 400 different ways, it's still the show. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and, and that, this kind of harks back to that whole aesthetic thing or, yeah. or the kind of, terrain that you're exploring uh at the time that that it is set like you yeah. know like you definitely can't just have a show where the venue that you're performing at and the date that you're performing and the people you know like you can't just you know um yeah, there are larger systems yeah you, you do have to kind not of plugged into the yeah there, there is yeah there's also a, a delight there's a uh book called understanding comics and it goes through mostly about how humans decode right media yeah yeah um and all the way down to the panel like the square and then the next square oh okay in a comic strip yep and that what happens between that panel is closure on behalf of the reader that's work the reader has to do right 
And I think there's some of that coming out here as well, that I wonder if sometimes the idea, like you're talking about, okay, I've got an idea to finish this, because an ending is different to a finish. A finish has some cohesion, some logic, some wrapping up. Yeah. That 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 perhaps what you did in that moment is a form of closure. Right, yeah. You arrived at closure from observation. Yeah. And then that's an idea. And so in my mind, I'm thinking about, okay, ideas then become, ideas are, like, put enough ideas together, that's your imagination. Oh, yeah. And then that's how a lot of shows get made from right imagination yeah so i'm thinking about imagination as a form of generator <laughs> yeah yeah imagination that's a bit of a word salad dog woman man <laughs> tv i'm ch- i i i'm almost there i'm all the idea is almost landing so i'm thinking you had an idea about how to finish the show yeah, I. Uh, Where did that idea come from? How does how do ideas just emerge? Yeah, so we were talking earlier, and you were saying, "Oh, it feels like you had like this kind of in the past in past weeks you may have had a uh, uh, yeah, more like, solid idea of what you're doing when you start it, and then yeah. more recently maybe yeah, it solidifies in, later in the process, generating kind of yeah, opening it up." And I was like, "No, but yeah." <laughs> um, now we're going to say, yeah, but no. Yeah, but no. <laughs> and the more things I make, the, uh, the, um, what, what becomes nice and kind of about that is that, 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 um, that those things will just kind of arise, mm. uh, happen That's not a word, but you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do their thing, uh, during creative process yes or whatever so yeah so the kind of the, that moment of genesis mm. can can really happen at any time I guess I'm wondering about your stack my stack your personal stack yeah like you've the the, the AI has a stack oh okay right yeah and then yeah, it generates yeah. things oh okay yeah and yeah. then you must be generating from a stack a yeah. cultural stack, a historical well, I mean, stack, yeah, a physicalized kind of, embodied. Like you were talking about earlier about like sort of yeah, curating your inputs about every about my about what, what, what someone's uh, interaction with the world is is a conglomeration of the mm. of the of the of the pre, prior interaction with the world. I mean, I yeah. I'm not completely sure that's the... No, 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 That's no, how it entirely works. Definitely a part of it, though. Uh, my... So... So, okay. Well, then, how long have you got? Because then I just have to explain my entire <laughs> life to you, right? So, like... Well, okay. If, if, that, if, that's, if, that's, if that's the logic we're operating on, I'd need to, like, literally just take you that's through true. every experience I've had. Uh-huh. I mean, there are, there are definitely ones that I remember it more and feel that that they've affected me, but but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe that's some sort of, like, uh, part of my brain that's serving up my ego or consciousness is this uh yes. p- pinpoint or pinnacle to 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 sort of um i don't know make make me feel like i know what i like i like uh, yes i'm making the choice There's you know reassurance yeah, of exactly. agency Just to when keep the ego at bay. my understanding of that is that it's about time if you have a 
thought that you hear in your head, like as an internal voice. Yeah. And that comes after the feeling that you've had a thought, then you feel like it's you. But for some people suffering schizophrenia or multiple personality disorder, the timing of experience is reversed. Yeah. So you hear the voice before you feel like you've had a thought. Yep. Then it doesn't feel like it's you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You get disassociate disassociation. I think think so. Yeah. Yeah. I I saw a fun uh, documentary on, on, uh, identity where the journal was trying to, uh, uncover a scientific definition of identity going and just by, by kind of talking with all these, people who are conducting experiments and one of them was an experiment to do with that where the scientist was getting their subjects to make what they were considering a random choice between pressing a button in their left hand or their right hand Um, and then the experiment so so it was this procedure where the person's lying down very relaxed um, uh, and then I think it's at regular intervals but without them being kind of informed about that, or that's uh-huh. not important. Yeah. At regular intervals, the person, the person conducting the experiment, would tell the uh, uh, subject, uh, on the count of three, press one of the buttons. Don't make the decision until hmm. the th- one, number three. One, two, three, go. And then the person would make the decision, press the button. Hmm. And they were at the same time reading the brain waves of the individual. And because it's such a simple physical action of left and right, you can actually they're able to chart. Um, the brain activity that, that's making that decision and in many cases the decision was made by the brain far before the person experienced choosing a random side you know right. so so the brain sort of picked up on this pattern well I mean okay at this point now it's, it's conjecture yes but, yes, but yes. you could you could argue that the brain's picking up on a pattern and then automating the process but delivering to the consciousness this experience a, of decision, decision. making, <laughs> um, you I know, love a, an which makes you then go, decision well, making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go, well, who's yeah? If so, if this person lying on the table is genuinely um, certain that they made a random decision at time A, but but actually moments before then a process to decide which mm. hand was going to press the button was made. Then who's running the ship? You know, who's like, who's running? Is that the saying? Who's who's who's, <laughs> who's flying the rooster? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's did, water under the TV. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the ma- it's a yeah. called malafore. Yeah, a bee in the nose things. is worth <laughs> yes, st- stitches in time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, but this is what is fascinating for me when I think about everything. Digital, I think about how we're living in a digital condition and that digital is our current dominant metaphor for things we don't really understand. We just, the brain is like a computer, but it used to be like a steam engine. Right. Because that's just right. the thing the that we're grappling with. expression of complex so systems we have. Yeah. Yeah. And, it is, and it's a black box that we can't fully, and now yeah. it's like AI. But what I understand about the difference between a computer and a robot, if we are having a definition of a, yeah. a bot, is that... Um, a robot would be most human if it had a way to experience what it is to experience the world the way that the human form experiences the world. So let right. me drop the robot. That's not important. What yeah, I yeah. think you have, yeah, we both have, but what I think you also have that yeah. your um, AI generator doesn't have is 
embodiment. Ah, oh, the yeah, the classic. The, the classic. classic. We've got to go there. <laughs> we got to go to embodiment. Man. Man. Yeah, we're doing. If we're doing more about radio, <laughs> embodiment has to be covered. Someone who Sophia and Darba. Oh, she's been on a couple of been, times. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, you know, I counted we four. Haven't, we haven't <laughs> got to embodiment yet, Matt. When is it going to happen? <laughs> so this is why, even though I'm a digital curator in one of my side jobs, actually, what I'm focused on is interface. Yeah, Because yeah. that's where I think is the site of experience yeah, of sure. digital worlds. Yeah, yeah. Is when my digits meet the digits to in yeah. Yeah, totally. The, the transaction happens. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think that a digital space is any more really out there than the imaginary space when you read right. a book. Like, yeah, you're yeah. generating it all. Yep. Um, but there are other inputs, whatever it's inputs. But so I want to ask you about embodiment and physical intelligence and yeah. that as the choreographer. I mean, I, I remember um, feeling extremely... Um, What's the word? I remember going to uni and being explained to being, it being explained to me that the kind of very fundamental operations of the central nervous system yeah. are the same as the operations in the peripheral nervous system. It's just kind of the density of of oh. of of neuros is much lower okay. and that and that synapses and and con- and connection between synapses and firing synapses is pretty much how technically the brain works upstairs and also the body In works the downstairs wow, okay. um it's just that the kind of shape and distribu- distribution of those nerves are different so yeah. so it's kind of like this um moment of uh that Knowing that, um, all of a sudden, for me, kind of gave value and weight to this uh, sense that I had knowledge of my body, um, you know, and that, and that, although in the past, um, scholastic systems may, may have seen me as not intelligent, and um, mm. that I had this kind of, I, I could now argue that what I was doing with my body was a form of intelligence. That really excited me. It made, finally made me feel like I had a way to say that I was smart, which was probably the first time in my life that I did, you know. Ah, that's fine. Um, you know, well, it's, I mean, it's, like, yeah, I mean, some people socially never I mean, get a chance to, to, to feel endowed with that power. So the fact that I eventually got there is great. That's true. Um, okay, we're both very so I'm, lucky. Yeah, I'm very lucky and, you know, that's awesome. And everyone's smart. Everyone's smart. Yeah, everyone um, has a smartness. Yeah, if you yeah, if you're listening and you feel like you've never been told you're smart, well, the saying "Don't judge." They're a all fi- wrong. A fish. You're a genius. Yeah, by um, its ability to climb a tree. Yeah, but yeah, but so I remember feeling. Oh, finally, there's this, there's this like technical way to um, sort of just uh, des- describe what I'm doing as a thought, not just a not just a, a dumb dance that's not using my head. You know. That this that the actions I'm making with my muscles are connected to a nervous system. That nervous system is the same architecture in my brain. Oh my gosh, I'm thinking. Oh my I'm gosh. thinking when I'm, I'm thinking. Yes. When I move. Okay. Great. So I remember loving that. Um, and I, I guess that that's that may be a way of me saying that the joy that I had in 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 feeling um, uh, uh, I don't know validated as someone who thinks with their body, mm. uh, maybe is um, a kind of proof or, 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 or a track history that, that, that embodiment is important to me or has mm. always been something that um, mm-hmm. is, a, is a driver or a kind of 
part of my uh, interest or yeah well, also intelligence and capacity and literacy yeah but but yeah but, but but I guess the term embodiment is is very I mean it's it's very it's broader than that too like it's I mean it's one of the, it's, it's a very weighted heavy word it's sort it, of I, I agree it, this it's, it's attached to a lot of things I guess uh, I'm just thinking how you call upon that intelligence in your choreographic decision process yeah yeah I mean yeah just, uh especially in shows that you're not in because when you're in a show yeah well, when i'm in a show it comes quite naturally that i ask my body for the things that i need yeah yeah i'm there but if i'm if there's a show that i'm not in then i am like am i trying it out am i yeah i think it's a, i think actually at a very similar time in in my life we also um learn about kind of um uh ideation of movement um, mm. um what do you call it um video i think they call it yeah, you know yeah, which yeah. is like you know this idea that you can sort of um so these these things that we've been calling actions up until this moment we can now call thoughts we can have with or without the actions right yes and that's the kind of idiokinetic yes process and you can so you can now fire these neurons without them extending to the point where they hit the muscle, but you can sort of like experience movement while being still. So I guess you might, maybe that's, maybe I'm doing that. I mean, I definitely have in process, in, in sort of programmatic process, sat in front of my computer, turned, got it to start speaking and sort of, I guess done an ear kinetic practice of the system absolutely and gotten yeah. and, and sort of imaginized that's not a word i know <laughs> but i like it i, I like, like, I like it, it too yeah i'm gonna use that word right now <laughs> it's, yep uh yeah and sort of idiokinetically done the practice and mm. perform and you know and and danced in, in in dance in an office chair without moving or you know mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it yes yes so i've done that yeah. but i think also a, a big thing that informs my practice as a dance maker is uh, having performed in a lot of work, mm. like in a lot of different works by different people for very short seasons. So it's one of the kind of cool but challenging things about being in the small independent contemporary dance scene is instead of doing one show for three years, you do yeah. one show for three nights, you know, um, you yeah. know what it's like. Maybe you had a week or two to embody it. Yeah, exactly. It yeah, yeah. So to build an income over 10 or 15 years, you do, you know, 30, 40, 50 shows yeah. over that time as opposed to like three or four. Yeah. Um, so because of that, there's this huge kind of backlog of, of physical things I've done. Mm. And that, I guess, and conceptual and discussions and debates and mm -hmm. what all the, you know, entire processes of making work. So... I'm sort of lucky to have experienced uh, the making of a lot of work, the performing of a lot of work. And I think um, that, I guess, the lived experience of being a dancer in work becomes a, a kind of big part of my process of choreography. Like, I yeah. really like to imagine what would it be like to be in this show. And I can, I can, even if I never get a chance to be in my own work, mm. I feel like the more works you've been in, the more you might be able to assimilate what it might be like to be in the work you're making. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I sort of, um, like having that empathy with the performer as yeah. someone who's making work and, and to go, okay, 
would I like to be in this show? You know, and if I wouldn't, is is it irresponsible to continue making it this way? Should I should I Ooh. deviate and return to something where I would be interested, genuinely interested as a dancer in yeah. being in the show? And um, and that's kind of a nice way to um, help decision making processes when mm. as a kind of uh, way to qualify if what you're doing is uh, generous or contributing to the to the community and system that you're working in and the people you're working with yeah and the only way to do it is to have experienced to you know being in work and like knowing what it's like to be a dancer which I, I love that about dance I love that dance uh, yeah that being a dancer and making dance um, yeah that they have that that but yeah, doing one has feeds a lot of information into doing the other. Yeah. Um, sort of, I think it might be different with with other performing arts practices. Yes, I don't think that if you're a, a, a saxophonist that you are a conductor, that you are a composer. Yeah, or that, or that, or that they would. I mean, I get, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe my maybe. I, I only feel this way because I kind of know dance well and I'm ignorant of other forms. So I'm like, I can easily <laughs> sort of just shut down the kind of depth and complexity yeah. of other forms. Maybe yeah. that's what's going on. And but I, but I kind of agree. Like I, like my dad's, both my parents are musicians and, and they're absolutely just stayed in their lane their entire career. And, and like, you know, classical music deviating from, yeah, from that lane yeah, it's, it's a, it seems to be a different thing. I mean, it's not always the case. But no. Yeah. I do think that I there I have many friends who are dancers who are not interested in choreography either. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So perhaps it's just... Also, friends who somehow, like you and me, um, have convinced people that we're also composers as well as yeah, dancers yeah, yeah. as well as choreographers. Yeah, I mean, I say dance, but really I'm talking <laughs> about this very specific, <laughs> very specific type of dance, which mentioned earlier is mm. actually very unpopular it only gets a few shows uh, a few performances per show very small levels of audience like it's no lame is kind of musical yeah. things we're doing you know like it's yeah so I'm, I'm not talking about dance i'm talking about a very specific type of dance yeah i was in lame is once as a teenager oh cool in darwin darwin entertainment center yeah wicked <laughs> it was very yeah. good <laughs> dec is that what yeah. they call it yeah deck the deck, <laughs> the deck. yeah awesome <laughs> Um, but the, I think what we're doing though is a, is a different thing. I think sometimes we're using dance for something, um, or using choreography for something in, in the same way that other productions are using dance for emotion, for experience, for storytelling. Oh, okay. I think there's a, I, there's some kind of being a scout, like in a, in a platoon or whatever that that maybe we're doing that and then we do crazy things that we understand as we're doing them or as we have done them and then of course that feeds back in like why are there people on so you think you can dance doing moves that were invented at adt 10 years ago oh yeah yeah so yeah. i don't know if it's unpopular or if it's specialized specialized <laughs> let's go with that let's go with that why didn't i say that 
That sounds so much more sophisticated. <laughs> I just think about there's like mm, people who are at the the front of whatever is the form that they're trying to expand in one direction or another, and they're few and far between. Like yeah. as, um, professors or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's not, true. Yeah. Um, and not everyone needs it yet, maybe. But then not everyone has the time or the interest to dredge up what is to ask. Oh them. man, yeah, totally. I'm, I, yeah. I mean, it's dumb. It's like, why would you do that? <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's totally stupid. It's, it's way, way more energy than you really need to expend on, on, on creating something. Like, yeah, until you find your. I feel like you find your people or you find your vernacular or you find your vocabulary. I feel like it took me a couple of years after VCA to work out how to dance. Right. Like VCA somehow gave me idiokinesis. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't yet able to feel like I was dancing whatever my body wanted to dance. Yeah, yeah. And then you find it and then... It's that curve, right? Where you hear someone shredding guitar and you're like, damn, I want to do that because your taste is there. Yeah. But your yeah. skills haven't met your taste yet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I still doubt whether I, whether I actually ever got learned how, how to dance. Yeah. I still don't think I know how oh, to dance. Damn. Yeah. When, what is the <laughs> feeling though? I guess that's the question for me. It's when I feel like I can, when I'm on some kind of roller coaster, when there's a play with weight and momentum and response. Right. And, and when I can do that with other people, and it's rare because it's yeah, very specific yeah. skill set. Yeah. But that's why I went into it, I guess, to, to feel weight. To feel weight. Yeah. It's like a it's real sense of physical... Yeah. Choreography is a different thing. Feedback or like, a, like the experience of dancing was your motive, like your main... I think like the feelings, the chemically kind of. No, I saw some break dances. I was like, "That shit's sick." Oh, cool. I want to be a break yeah, dancer. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. as you go, you realize some things are enjoyable to do, and some things are just good for people to watch you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're not nice for you. Yeah, and your yeah, body. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Billy Elliot only covers a very small portion of like the fun part of dancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the electricity thing? Sure. Yeah. Maybe yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but then there's also just the joy of understanding the things that are kind of vague and smoky and in a darkness that as you work them, you understand that enough so that you can access them physically and then you understand them enough so that you can explain them. Yeah. Um, and then enough so that you can hopefully cultivate them. Yeah. I think cultivating. I mean, this is this is an accidental segue Yeah, into the final three questions, ah, which yeah, is yeah. why, what's yeah, your yeah. biggest hope? Yeah, good segue, because I, I was already, like, transitioning into thinking of things that way as you were speaking. Wow, fuck. It's like we're having a conversation. Because I was like, yeah, I was like, and that's funny, because I feel like we're returning back to things like motive and stuff, which originally we were talking about in the context of AI, and now, now we're in the context of you and I. <laughs> <laughs> UI oh, user interfaces. It's wow, so it's all so connected. Um, <laughs> it's because we can't unhumanize things. Yeah, yeah. It's constantly, right for the constantly drawing meaning, create, yeah, assuming meaning out of anything. Uh, yeah. So I think, yeah. So I don't, I, I don't think I can attribute one 
you don't have motive to, to you know well, I, like you said different yeah. works are different markers in time and I feel like my motives have changed over time like I feel like when it when it first began there was this kind of response to listening to music and childhood and listening to my mum play harp and, mm. and and that kind of thing and dancing to music and and then uh I would say probably another motive was introduced when I started going and seeing shows. Mm. And then it became this fantasy of people presenting, you know, these fantastical worlds. And I'd like buy in. I'd be like, I believe this ballet or whatever it is. Yeah. Actually, it was ballet mostly. Okay. Um, the early, sh- the first, you know, first shows I saw were mostly ballet. So then it became, the motive was a mixture of, the physical sensations of responding to music in my mm. body, but also the desire to like transcend the everyday into this fantastical world, ah. you know? Yes. And then, and then, you know, as things progress, that changes again. And you see work that, that uh, engages you in a different way and, you know, proposes dance, mm. has all these other qual- qualitative qualities. Um, remember seeing, and so two works that really changed my perspective in that way, one was um, Gideon Barsnik's uh, Bonehead, I think it was called, which was like one of the first. I think it was, was that an early show. No, that was Hydra. This uh, is before, I think this is before just that. Before that one. Yeah, okay. so I saw that and I was like, mind blown. Totally new way to, to think about dance, present dance, yeah. create dance. And I saw, also saw an Elizabeth Streb show within a few years of that as well. So I'd have been 12 or 13 years old. And then all of a sudden my motives for dance and dance making kind of expanded and, and became not only about, well, the, I guess the fantasy I was referring to earlier mm. changed from, from right. a fantasy based in story to a fantasy based in something else like, like concept or, or, um, communication or ideation or I don't know. Um, it, well, social yeah. commentary all these other things became so it changed from to me. Uh, period piece representation to sci-fi yeah kind of where you're yeah. proposing a new yeah. s- transcendent yeah. social and funnily enough ballet probably was that when it was contemporary dance you know like I often I, think yeah, this yeah yeah and like, you know yeah time has moved on yeah but it, yeah it was a different thing when it was in a different time totally totally yeah and you see I mean that happens with a lot of art like you you, you go to a gallery and you see a painting and it'll look really kind of traditionalist and then someone will say oh this was the first time a you know a staff member of the family was painted ever oh, you yeah, know or yeah, something yeah. and it was a it huge was political wild. statement and, you know, <laughs> and the painting looks really conservative and you're like oh okay cool okay, you know this yeah. is really progressive work wow um, you know and I feel like ballet probably was that but I don't know it was also also um, the birth child of just a supremely egotistical powerful man with a lot of money as yes. well so you know whatever anyway moving on that's over <laughs> <laughs> he died he's gone yeah it's moving true. on so so yeah so my motives change constantly and but i think I, I think you could kind of encapsulate it all by saying that i'm an enthusiast and that that, that i um the reason why i do is i generally ge- genuinely like it like i yeah that it's not um yeah, that doing it's my main thing. Mm. Um, whether the doing it be the dancing part or the coming up with the dance or the mm. thinking about or you know whatever, but but I feel like I'm I I just genuinely 
get excited about it and that's why I do it, you know, that it's not, that it isn't some sort of plan or uh, some, yeah, I think it's probably been long enough that it can't really be that I like the idea of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because you've had to face reality. I would have stopped by now if that was the only thing I liked about <laughs> yeah. it, you know? So I must just like it. Like, I think that might just be it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, yeah. yeah, exactly. This is the opposite to the thing of you'll have to relive your life forever idea because I quite often work to, I only have to keep this up until I die. Right. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and that Do you know is- you don't like you, you're <laughs> no, actually, you absolutely don't have to, you can stop I, at any I, time Matt you can you, this could be the last podcast you do and it's fine you know you've done it's been great well, yeah it's been it's been a good run yeah. hasn't it you can no I it. mostly think that about things like tax staying out of jail oh my gosh like yeah society yeah right yeah um, yeah being being no but you could you could I mean if you really wanted to you could just yeah. you know Become a junkie and just <laughs> never do, never I like work bring again. the date forward of dying. Yeah, just like do whatever you want, man. Like, but I think what you're saying is what this is what you want to do. I think so until I stop doing it, and that really that could be that literally could be next week, and and that's not what's that the feeling. I didn't scare that. I didn't scare me. It doesn't okay. make me feeling anxious. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not a yeah. Do you think it'd be, have you seen, yeah, okay. Do you, what would be the feeling? Cause we're relying on feelings, right? Which are thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> According Everything to some books. Is something. <laughs> yeah. Equals. Yeah. Equals. This is what I love about context free. Operators. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, to be context free, you need to have a never changing context. Yeah, everything has to be defined. Everything is very limited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I guess, what is your biggest hope for all the effort of... Ah, yeah. ...of making, of organizing, of generating, of birthing, of... Right. ...cultivating? No, yeah. um, I... (laughs) In... Yeah, not wanting to sound hopeless, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but uh, the thing I like about everything I've done so far is that um, maybe this goes back to this whole enthusiast thing is that mm. the that it, that's already done like um some lasting impact, some idea that there's like some greater, bigger, longer mm. thing isn't the thing for me so it mm. that might, might may or may not happen yes great whatever not up to you but that's that's not yeah so so um so that the all those all that benefit has already has or hasn't happened uh do you know what i mean so yeah and uh yeah and i've loved every minute of it and i will, and i think that also is um part of my propulsion is is letting go and and uh, that's how you clear space for more work, you know, I, and more yeah. ideas and more yeah. generation and more is, is as opposed to kind of having some hope that projects into the future, yeah. being kind of like, uh, yeah, the thing that you're doing now is, is the thing. Is, is the, the thing is the thing yeah and the reward for doing the thing is, is the fact doing that you're the doing thing. the thing yeah yeah, yeah. and that's <laughs> that's kind of 
That's it, you know. Wow. Um, obviously, the world... Uh, um, well, obviously, but yeah, the world is a complex place and yes. and it, it, things can be improved. I mean, I'm not trying to say that uh, I don't want the world to change and, and, I'm, and I'm kind of addicted to a status quo which sees me in a particular social position that I don't want to change or something like that. But I guess I just don't... I mean, in a privileged enough position mm. to not have to... Um, uh, expect that... Um, I can be in control mm. and, and and be the driving force that changes the world. And instead, I can sort of um, reflect back to the world my interpretation of it. And whatever cause and effect happens mm. is kind of beyond my control. Mm. Which is, that's not an easy position to take currently because there's, there's a lot of trends around... Um, kind of cause and effect of art and like and and having a kind of mission statement and and you know and sort of having a social mm. um cause or a kind of a position which i absolutely have like don't get me wrong i vote and i and i have a, a, you know a well kind of developed um endless discussion about you know, morality and ethics that goes between me and my friends and, and my loved ones and family and myself. And I care about the world and what happens to it. I'm not a kind of nihilist who just, you know, who just doesn't care. No. But, um, but art is not politics. But to me, yeah, and I don't have some hope that, that there's this cause and effect of my work, that, that yes. I'm going to do this. And then because the idea that I can sort of foresee the, the, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? Like that to me just doesn't, no. That to me is an assumption about my ability to predict the future. Yeah, that, is, that is kind of uh, a bit too much of a reach, really. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be able to predict how my work will affect the world. Oh, like, it also just instrumentalizes work that it doesn't need to be an instrument for something other than right. itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, having said that, that this is just my position. I also have no. Um, I take no issue to work that that does do that. That that goes, that you know, that 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 looks at some sort of problem or structure and then tries to design a creative expression that questions that structure or whatever. Yes. Like that's, that, I'm into that. That's great. Um, it's just not how... It just doesn't... It doesn't excite me or it's not my driver. It's not... Yeah. It's not... I, I yeah. think you summed it up with the word, that's my propulsion. Yeah, my propulsion. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Which comes back to the things that you mentioned about being enlightened about idiokinesis and that being a legitimate form of thought and comprehension and intelligence and that so you do whatever it is that you can do for the world into the world you reach the potential of capacity that you have yeah and you don't usually get to choose yeah yeah and then things the world will keep on going and then it'll forget about you and yeah you'll and be done. fingers crossed you haven't like killed anyone in the way or oh. like done anything terrible i know yeah you pull yeah. yourself up every now and again or someone around you pulls you up yeah yeah and yeah. you learn oh that thing that it was okay it's not okay because it actually never was but i didn't know or yeah, yeah 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 that happened that happens yeah that continues to happen yeah totally yeah yeah maybe maybe i need to be more uh you know, use the vehicle with more uh, 
intent on the world or something. But I think I it's know. a riotous, rebellious act to generate outside of the need to value through capitalism. Yeah. By instrumentalizing every act. Yeah. Yeah. And not everybody has the privilege. And if you have the privilege, that means a lot of people have worked hard to give you the privilege. Yeah, yeah. Whether they wanted to or not. Like whether they're in your direct family lineage and they strove for it or whether they fought for labor laws and oh, civic yeah, yeah. duties it's, and safeguards. It's a super complex network it's, of events that, yeah, that led to this the, yeah, the person in this situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I even think that about Wombat Radio. I was like... <laughs> Sorry. You wanted to touch it, eh? Yeah, no, yeah. I love this. That, that, that... Sorry, oh. continue. Wombat, that... They're like, what is, what is the agenda? What is the instrumenta- instrumentalizing right. of Wombat Radio? You know... I, I don't know. Yeah, I... I've got good feelings about Wombat Radio, Matt. I I just find it so kind of... I'm so impressed by the amount of people that you've spoken to. It's just baffling. They're good people, aren't they? Great people. We are lucky to be part of that world. Totally. Total priv. Yeah. Totes priv. (laughs) (laughs) Totes legit priv. Totes legit priv. Uh, Is there anything I haven't asked you? You've asked me so many things. It's been great. (laughs) You're amazing. Good job. Thanks, Alistair. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much.